problems are not always the problem. Sometimes the problem is when we try to solve the problem incorrectly. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Now, in this episode, I want to take you to an incident that happened way back in the first century to address how to handle conflict today. Let me set the stage. Two early leaders, a couple of guys by the name of Paul and Barnabas, were at odds over what to do with a third member of the team, a guy named John Mark. Now, Paul and Barnabas had worked closely together and really very effectively with Mark alongside as their helper. However, at one point in their journeys, Mark quit. He threw in the towel. He bailed. And that left a very bad taste in Paul's mouth. Barnabas, the consummate encourager, was willing to give Mark a pass and let him join them again as the two ventured into new territory to do the Lord's work. But Paul, he wasn't having it. No way was he going to take this guy along on the journey. Now, I find it very interesting that the scriptures, never glossing over the difficult stuff, give us this narrative in the book of Acts. Listen to what Luke, the author of Acts, has to say. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with him, but Paul didn't think it wise to take him. Why? Uh, Parenthetically, because Mark had deserted them along the way and had not continued with him in the work. And then the narrative continues. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. Now, I share this because it illustrates the reality that conflict happens when any group of people come together to accomplish a goal. Differences are going to arise, problems surface, and sometimes it can get heated. So the big question is, what do we do in those moments? Well, if you've been following this podcast, you know that we spent a ton of time with the book Trillion Dollar Coach gleaning the insights of Bill Campbell, a guy who played a significant role in helping leaders in Silicon Valley get better at what they do. Now, in the book, the authors share that way back in 2008, when Apple launched its second-generation iPhone, the iPhone 3G, things, things didn't go too well. Here's what they write. Each new phone that was sold was required to connect to Apple servers in order to be activated and functional. But the morning the phones went on sale, the servers ran into technical issues and went down. Furthermore, anyone who had an older version iPhone and tried to upgrade to the new iOS operating system found their phones were rendered inoperable. Now, I stepped away from that page, and and you think about it, if we're talking one or two phones, it's not a big deal. But this is Apple. We're talking millions of phones. And as you'll hear in just a moment, Eddie Q, responsible for the launch, said it was his worst day at Apple. Let's listen to what happens next. At Apple headquarters in Cupertino, Eddie Q and his team gathered around the table in a conference room trying to figure out what to do. It was mass chaos, my worst day at Apple, Eddie says. 
All of these issues are coming in. We're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. What are the issues? There was a ton of negativity in the room. People had been lining up all night, and we couldn't sell any phones. The negativity, Eddie realized, was an issue itself. We had to get down to focus, get our team thinking in the right way, stop worrying about selling phones, and worry instead about fixing the right problems. Which is what they did. The first step was to take down the iOS update so that people would stop trying to upgrade their original iPhones. And then they got to work on getting their servers up and running, which they did a couple of hours later. Bill Campbell wasn't involved in this situation, but his influence was felt. Bill always made sure that problems were aired completely and transparently. And then, once that was accomplished, he moved on. That's one of the big things he taught me, Eddie says. When it gets to the negative, get it out. Get to the issues. But don't let the damn meeting dwell on that. Don't let bitch sessions last for very long. Psychologists would call this approach problem-focused coping, in contrast to emotion-focused coping. The latter may be more appropriate when facing a problem that can't be solved. But in a business context, Focusing on and venting emotions needs to happen quickly, so more energy is directed to solutions. So here's my aha moment. The authors write, in a business context, focusing on and venting emotions needs to happen quickly, so more energy is directed to solutions. That's so good. Now, the shorthand for that insight in Bill's terminology is don't let the bitch sessions last, which in itself is a good word. However, the underlying point to me is the more important word. Energy needs to be devoted to solutions, not emotions. Energy needs to be devoted to solutions, not emotions, or at least excessive emotions. You know, it's important for people to be able to vent their emotions. It's, it's necessary. But living in the negative emotions is potentially disastrous. It's, it's going to drive wedges between people. It's going to sidetrack an organization from accomplishing its mission. It's going gonna, it's gonna to leave people with a very bad taste in their mouths, which I might add, no amount of toothpaste ever seems to be able to remove. Now, as I reflect on this, I think there are two errors to avoid when it comes to what we call conflict management. The first error is this. It's playing the cowardly lion. That is, to run from the conflict. You know, cowardly lions, they simply refuse to have hard conversations. They're unwilling to enter dialogue. Well, let's just sweep it under the rug. There's this great Peanuts cartoon from way back in 1963, and Charlie Brown is walking with Linus as Linus drags along his blanket that's always with him. And Linus says, I don't like to face problems head on. I think the best way to solve problems is to avoid them. This is a distinct philosophy of mine. And then Linus raises a finger and says, no problem is so big or so complicated that it can't be run away from. Well, that is is the error of playing the cowardly lion. And the problem with avoiding problems, with sweeping them under the rug, was saying something like, well, let's just forget about it and move on. Besides, we have more important things to do than get bogged down with one more disgruntled conversation. The problem with that 
is that you're burying conflict alive. And here's what happens when we bury conflict alive. It doesn't die. It grows. And next thing you know, it's gotten worse and it's awkward around the office and people are not talking or they're talking behind other people's backs. It's not a good approach. William Blake said, I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath. My wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not. My wrath did grow. Oh, that's good. So the first error entering conflict is playing the cowardly lion. A second error is to enter an emotional boxing match. Or to borrow from Bill Campbell, it's to live in the emotions or to let the bitch sessions last. You know, people to go on and on and back and forth and over and over. This can take the form of complaining and arguing and going back and forth over various opinions and refusing to get out of the emotional mud. Not a healthy place to be. You see, what Campbell is telling us in that maxim, don't let the bitch sessions last, is that there is a better approach. And the better approach the author recommends is to air all the negative issues. I mean, get them out, talk about them, but don't dwell on them. Air them and then move on as fast as possible. Now, I shared my opening story from Paul and Barnabas because I think some people may feel that Christian organizations or the people in them just sit around holding hands, singing kumbaya, and they never have any problems. And that is not the case. There are strong leaders with strong emotions and strong convictions and differing points of view. And like Paul and Barnabas, they clash at times. And even though God says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, and God says, hey, go and show that person with whom you're at odds the problem so you can deal with it and move on. As much as God says these things, as much as we know we need to hear both sides of the story, it's so easy to bury the conflict or to get caught up in the emotions and duke those out and lose sight of the problem we're trying to fix. Attack the problem, not the person. Forget about fixing the blame. Fix the problem. I've been lengthy today, but let me reiterate the author's words. In a business context, focusing on and venting emotions needs to happen quickly so more energy is directed to solutions. And that's why we don't let the bitch sessions last, because we want to focus on solutions, not disagreements. That's the leader's job. Well, I'm happy to report that all did end well with Paul and Barnabas and Mark. And somewhere along the line, the three aired the issue or at least got past it and patched things up. And I know that because later, Paul, languishing in prison, wrote a letter to his friend Timothy. And in it, he says, hey, get Mark and bring him with you for he is helpful to me. And to me, that is why we don't let the bitch session last. Because when we work together, focused on solutions, we're helpful to one another. Living in that negative emotion is being stuck in the mud. And when we're stuck in the mud, we're not solving problems. So I'm adding Bill's maxim to my leadership repertoire. Don't let 
the bitch sessions last. And why not? Because in a business context, focusing on and venting emotions needs to happen quickly. So more energy is directed to solutions. Now that is a good word and my thought on my walk with Bill Campbell and Trillion Dollar Coach. My question for you is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? Hey, you can find my review of Trillion Dollar Coach and many more by visiting me at onmywalk.com. Why not check it out? Next up, I'll be sharing some of my learning from Mark Miller and his book, Smart Leadership, and I'll also be tackling The Coddling of the American Mind. Oh, that book was good. Join me on our next episode of On My Walk.